Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We'd especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Stud Still Smash the Milkman, Katie Quig, Paul Romalo, Raging Demon, JC, Megan Caruso, Mast Keaton, Andrew Laguori, Ozzy Garcia, The Retro Vixen, Adam from The Good, The Bad, The Backlog, Thunderdome Gaming Society, Discimera, Jenny E, Rick Firestone, Parallax Puddles, Soha, Keith Gasper, Dave Jackson, Eric Guest, Kayla Jackson, Nomad from the Retro Wildlands Podcast, Ash Yvette, Alan Bingham, and Storm Beagle. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Welcome to The Flight, a consumable curation of champions and catastrophes that is considerate of your chronometer. Welcome back to another edition of Retro Hangover's Flight. It's me, Chris, and I am joined, as always, by your host, Shane Dick Dragonkowski. I did the rolling R the first time that time, unlike last time where I did it the first time, but you didn't. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. And we are here to deliver you another fantastic top five. Shane, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. We're good. Looking forward to uh, providing people with methods for ending friendships and relationships. That's right. Prior to this episode, me and Shane were about to completely cancel Retro Hangover because we were talking about playing these games. Fortunately, we did not play them together yet. So the show persists for now. So you're welcome, Internet. And who do we have to thank for this episode of Chaos? Well, it is none other than Nomad from the Retro Wildlands podcast. This is the first time someone's topic has been brought up twice since we started naming it. So, hey, congrats on getting a second one there, Nomad, and go check out the Retro Wildlands podcast. Thank you for being a patron. That's right. And, uh, well, I, I suppose we probably just should just get right into this thing, huh? I guess, I guess we should. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're minimizing the waffle this time around and just going right, right into how to cut people out of your life most effectively. So Chris, why don't you go ahead and, uh, kick us off with your number five relationship ending game. Number five. Okay, so first of all, dear listener, I want you to understand you probably should take everything I say here with a grain of salt because I am still married. <laughs> so, uh, which means this has been tried, tested, and has not worked. However, it might for you. So I will start out with my number five. I, I don't think my wife will listen to this if you are. Huh? Um, my number five <laughs> is Contra for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And you hmm. might be asking yourself, Chris, why Contra? Contra's a fine game, and I would agree with you. I love Contra. Contra's a fantastic game. And it's that one level where you're vertically going up, where you've, uh, like you're climbing the rock wall. And all you got to do is just slightly go off the screen, and you will die. And your partner can do this, and your partner can hold you back. And this is something that happens continuously in Contra. In fact, this could go for a lot of running gun co-op games. 
where if you're trying to move forward and your your partner sucks at the game, it makes the experience infuriating. So this is more something where you as the, the person in charge of the game, because I know everyone who's listening to this episode is a fantastic gamer and your significant other usually is probably not as good as games as you. And if they're better than you, well, flip the script, but like, you're going to be wondering what the hell they're doing. Hey, get over here. You know, keep, keep moving. Uh, what are you doing? Don't get that item. Why are you dying? Why did you revive and take my life away? Can you stop doing that? I'm trying to beat the game now. I'm in the mood. What are you doing? Go away. I don't want to talk to you anymore. That's Contra when you play it co-op. Because if your partner sucks, it's a bad time and a lot of people suck at Contra. Except you. You listening to this episode, you're fantastic at Contra. I guarantee it. I am not. But you are. Okay. Well, I am going to start my list I think maybe in a in a slightly different way than perhaps was the original intention of this topic suggestion. I think the if if I'm if I'm reading it right and for the record the rest of my list kind of falls into this this line pretty well, but if I'm reading it right I think this was meant to be like games that you play together that you just end up hating each other by the end of it kind of a deal. Um mm-hmm. My number five is not so much that, but it is something that absolutely will be a relationship ender. <laughs> so I'm, I'm oh. probably starting this on like a really like serious dark note. So you're welcome, everyone. But uh, my number five is literally any MMO. That's <laughs> that's what I'm going with uh, because it's true. Because it's true. Uh, unless you are playing a massively multiplayer online role playing game or MMORPG with the person in your life. Uh, and that way you two can effectively know life together in pure gamer filth bliss. MMOs have a tendency to kind of take over people's lives. And as a result, if you had a significant other, you may not have one by the time you get done with that. And I will say that uh, the younger version of, of the Dick Dragon may have had some experiences similar to this in that I was very much a World of Warcraft player. And in my, in my younger years, I, I may have put more importance on Raid Knight over maybe like being a good boyfriend. So like older Dick Dragon me recognizes that. And that's actually part of the reason I don't really play MMOs much anymore, apart from just the fact that I quite literally do not have the time to sink into something like that these days. Uh, But that's that's why it's on on my list. And I put it at number five because I think the rest of my list kind of, like I said, falls a little bit more in line with the spirit of this topic. But I felt like that one was too too relevant to not include so uh yeah just you know be cognizant of how much time you're spending on that very immersive mmo because uh they can very easily take over your whole damn life that is a fact uh also the reason i do not play mmos it's uh maybe i should go back to playing mmos (laughs) (laughs) number four My number four is Bomberman, and this is the multiplayer aspect, well, duh, uh, because this game is one of the most backstabby 
fun party games that you can get your hands on because the entire point is to blow up the other person and get really chaotic. And you do have to stab, you know, your friends in the back a little bit because you do want to win. There are no allies in Bomberman. It's all about victory. It's cutthroat. It's, you know, there could only be one. It's Highlander. Mm. And you're blowing each other up. And you're more concerned about not blowing yourself up. Bomberman is fantastic. However, if you play with your significant other, you are going to have to murder them. And if they're not cool with that, it's a prime opportunity for Fightville City. So there you go. Bomberman, multiplayer, you really just have to sit down and, and play this game if you're not familiar with it. I don't know anyone who's not familiar with Bomberman, but in the unfortunate case that you are, just go look it up. It's delightful. It's cute. It will make you hate anyone that you're playing with. Words will not be spoken for hours afterwards. So if you want some peace, hey, here's the game for you. Uh, with your friends, you know, the shit talking is, is well there, but I'm going to assume that your significant other is going to want the the team up aspect to go against your buddies and your pals as you're teaming up together against them laying bombs all over the place no that's not probably going to happen you're probably going to try and kill them first because your bros are your bros and Bomberman until you have to kill them but you know what your significant other is probably the most susceptible just because again you are a video gamer and you are very good at video games dear lister and your significant other is probably not as good as you are so yeah that's probably going to happen, and they're going to tell you they don't want to play with you anymore, that this game isn't fun, and they can't beat it. There you go. So Bomberman is my number four. All right. Well, my number four is uh, is is near and dear to, to my nostalgic heart, but I also fully recognize that uh, it, it has the capacity to, let's say breed animosity amongst amongst folks and that is goldeneye 007 for the n64 <laughs> uh so specifically of course this should probably go without saying but the multiplayer deathmatch mode and it really comes down to i guess who you're playing with and whether or not you set down any house rules Anyone who played a lot of GoldenEye Deathmatch back in the day probably settled into some version of house rules that included uh, no odd job is probably the biggest one because that height advantage or lack of height advantage just makes that character too good. And frankly, if you picked odd job when you were playing GoldenEye multiplayer, then you're a bitch and you deserve all the hate that you got. Um, also maybe slappers only, but that's just because it's hilarious. But uh, yeah, so the, the competition that goes on in GoldenEye multiplayer definitely breeds a lot of, uh, let's say, hostility. And it's also partially because of the way that the game is structured. You're all playing on the same television and it's all split screen. So screen cheating or, or screen peeking is a very real thing that if you're not lying to yourself, almost everybody did at one point or another. And of course we did. it people will be very quick <laughs> to point that out. Um, so though GoldenEye Deathmatch was a hell of a lot of fun, it, uh, it absolutely caused a lot of uh, shouting matches between friends. <laughs> Number three. 
All right, my number three is Altered Beast. Hmm. You might be wondering, that's a weird pick. Why would you pick that, Chris? Why would you pick Altered Beast? Because it is co-op. And it's a big game in the retro gaming scene because it was attached to the Sega Genesis. And you might be thinking to yourself, Chris, I mean, Altered Beast isn't that great, but it's still a playable game. Why would you make this a breakup game? Because, nerd, you're subjecting your significant other to a terrible game. Yes, it's bad. Okay, get over it. It is a bad game that's not very long and it's very difficult and it sucks. So if you're wanting to break up with your significant other, you have them play Altered Beast with you. In fact, if you really want to seal the deal, you really want to mail that envelope home. So what you do is you get super hyped and you promise your significant other and be like, hey, look, I am a gamer. I love video games. You know this, baby. You know this, sweetie. You know this, my bae. I have a game that we can play together and have a great time. And I have this this old system called the Sega Master System. And we're going to play Altered Beast on it. And as soon as they play any of that game with you, actually, I don't even know if you can do co-op on that. But besides the point, because, well, memory limitations, that, that board is fucking garbage. But I will tell you this. If you're looking to break up your significant other, you sit down, you tell them that it's a great, fantastic game that you two can play together for hours. And look, she'll... She's probably a keeper or he is a keeper if they sit there and play with you for a while because you're if they are willing to put up with your bullshit because or they might be psychotic. They might be psychotic uh, because no one should be willing to play Alter Beast with anybody, at, especially in this day and age. There are much better options. So if you really want to break up with your significant other and this game can do it, that is Alter Beast. Try it on the Master System. Might not have co-op because, again... I, I don't know why I would even bring that up, but at least for the Sega Genesis, because it will disappoint them worse than you disappoint them in the bedroom. Back to you, Shay. <laughs> All right. My number three is entirely not surprising, but I, I mean, I had to include it at some point. And so that is the entire Mario Kart series. I don't know if I would pick one in particular because I, I've played multiple of them and i think they all eventually have the same outcome so i'm just gonna say the whole series but uh if you've played mario kart with your friends at any point then you already know why this is even here in the first place everything's going along just fine and let's just say you're in first place you're feeling pretty good you're you know, you're, you're razzing your buds about how, how good you're doing. And then out of nowhere, some bullshit ass blue shell comes flying in and wrecks your whole day. Or someone just gets a real good sniper shot with a green shell and it just sends you off the edge, like literally and figuratively. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty of, of proverbial backstabbing that occurs in in a super mario kart race that uh that definitely can put tensions on even the best relationship or or best friendship uh especially if they are just relentless with with those items so so yeah i think i think mario kart absolutely deserves to be on this list number two My number two is Jackbox. Mm. And the reason why is because if you want to know where 
your significant other's deepest, darkest sense of humor is. <laughs> this is the game for that. This is all about a game of, you know, being being witty, having quick wits. So what you want to do, if assuming you want to break up with your significant other, or you're looking for a game that will test the metal of your relationship, is you find your darkest, quirkiest, weirdest, most perverted friends, and you play Jackbox. And you play at their level to the best that you can, because you're going to find out the limits of what your significant other is willing to put up with or what you're willing to put up with. For that matter, you don't know what they think either, but you're going to find out because winning is everything and you're going to get those scores. Not to mention, sometimes it requires yeah, screwing them over. Uh, and that's that's the magic about Jackbox. It's so versatile. There's so many ways to have a good time with it. But maybe you don't want your significant other seeing everything you're saying on there. It can get dark. It can get weird. And that's what's great about it. But it might also not be so great. Uh, I, and this is, of course, if you're starting out dating. I'm sure if you have a great relationship, Jackbox might not be that game for you because you're teaming up. And that's wonderful. And I wish the best. But see, the thing is, is that you got to find those friends that are super weird. And you got to expose them to that, especially if that's your angle. And I know I have a few, and they are amazing. So, yeah, Jackbox is my number two, especially when I'm screaming into the microphone like a psycho. <laughs> I, I love doing that. It's one of those games. I'm sure that the Secret Levels podcast, and by the way, you better have those nights again, guys. That was fantastic. But they know what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, number two is Jackbox. Well, my number two is may maybe oddly specific i don't know but it, it comes from personal experience and that is <laughs> yoshi's woolly world in co-op mode that's odd okay <laughs> yep yep dude this game fuck this game in co-op holy shit okay <laughs> so on occasion my wife and i will try to play a game co-op together and we try to pick things that you know, we obviously we're both are going to enjoy and is something that, you know, we both reasonably can play. So not picking co-op cuphead or anything, cause that's not going to fly. Uh, but you know, we saw Yoshi's woolly world and we're like, all right, this, this seems pretty, pretty fluffy, pretty, pretty easy. I think we can probably co-op this and have a good time with minimal frustration. And you kind of can, for the most part, but most of the issues that Yoshi's kind of suffer from is, is really, it, it gets, it, it, the roots start with new Super Mario Brothers. That That's where these issues actually stem from. So the new Super Mario Brothers series introduced a number of things along with the up to four player co-op. Uh, most notably the fact that you have full ass collision between player characters and also the ability to hit them with items and pick their asses up and throw them whenever you want to. And that gets translated to Yoshi's Woolly World as well. And as you might imagine, that is just ripe for some of the most supremely frustrating bullshit you will ever come across in what is supposed to be a cooperative experience. And so not only will you end up accidentally or accidentally picking mm. up 
the the other player that you're playing with and hurling them to their death. But the game in many places is actually just functionally more difficult when you're trying to play with someone. And and that actually does apply to the new Super Mario Brothers games too, but we didn't play those. So we're talking about Yoshi, but like a lot of the maybe more difficult platforming sections or the auto scrolling levels or things like that become exponentially more difficult when you have a second person there to try to contend with, especially if that person is not, you know, a air quotes gamer and they're not, you know, super awesome at precision platforming and, and that sort of thing, it can get really frustrating because you will just lose a level and have to start over even though you did just fine, but the other person just simply cannot platform to save their fucking life. And so what ends up happening is you just tell them to die. You're just like, listen, just fucking die. And then they'll float around in a bubble at the top of the screen. And then you'll just play solo and you can get through those difficult parts on your own and then pop them out of the bubble back into existence and continue on. Sometimes you will accidentally pop that bubble while you're jumping. And then that's fun because they'll just die again anyway. Uh, so yeah, it's, and it's a baffling design decision because something that's supposed to be fun to play with someone else is like objectively worse when you're playing with someone else. And don't even get me started on the challenge levels in Wooly World because trying to co-op those was an absolute nightmare to the point where my wife just gave up and she was just like, you know what? If you really want to finish these challenge levels, do it yourself and I'll just watch because this is just not fun. And she's right. It wasn't. It was not fun at all. Um, So (laughs) yeah, kind of a super specific pick, but there's a lot of reasons why co-oping Yoshi's Wooly World is actually kind of a bad time you know if if i ever hear my wife or a significant other tell me if you want to finish just do it yourself and i watch i uh i think i'd be very sad (laughs) (laughs) yeah number one all right uh on to my number one it's mario party hmm for the Nintendo 64. And, you know, everything's there. Bullshit RNG. Being able to steal, you know, your stars from other players. No real rhyme to reason, rhyme or reason as to why you win or lose a challenge, really. When there's a skill differential and you're better than your significant other, you know, it's, it's not going to be very fun for them. Not to mention that you're probably going to absolutely rub your palms raw and not in the good way by playing with your N64 joystick. So when you're done with this and both of you are mad at each other, and of course that means no sexy time, you can't even please yourself because your palm will be bleeding. So there's nothing good here when it comes to relationship building. Just backstabbing, again, your hand hurts. So there's not really going to be any stabbing because you can't grab anything because there's a hole in your fist, uh, in your hand. And uh, yeah, Mario Party is the one game I think I have heard the most about, the one I've experienced the most, that if people want to get angry at each other and never talk to each other outside of Risk, which is more of a board game, and I didn't include it for that reason, then you have to play Mario Party. Uh, If you want to be on 
uh, how, you know, 48 hours or, you know, how to become a murderer or something like that. Start out, establish a baseline by playing Mario Party. Uh, after you're done with that, I'm sure that your significant other will start making plans to find a secure location to put your body. And that's really the end of it. Uh, Mario Party it is. My number one. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. Not not entirely surprising. Uh, m- mine is in a very similar vein, actually. But what if? And just 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 stay with me on this one. What if mm-hmm. you were to take Mario Party, uh. but also include RPG and leveling and job elements? Oh, and very purposeful backstabbing. Oh, and also the ability for whoever, whichever player is in last place to choose to become the embodiment of darkness with the sole purpose of literally fucking up everyone else's game. Hmm. Hmm. Well, if you ever thought about that, I mean, first of all, seek professional help, but you may also be thinking of Dokapon Kingdom because that is my number one relationship destroying game (laughs) holy shit this game all right so i had never played this before and my wife introduced me to it because she had it for the wii um this was originally a ps2 game and then it got ported to the wii and she had the wii version and when we were talking about games to play together she was like oh i have this game called dokapon kingdom i really like it like let's play I was like, all right, cool. You know, I've, I've never heard of this and it seems like a Mario party style game. So it seems pretty, pretty light. Okay, cool. Let's, let's do that. Uh, no, I had no idea what I was getting into. This is like Mario party, like on steroids, I swear. And it's so infuriating because like you, in addition to the board game style layout that it has, Part of the the whole thing here is you are trying to save the kingdom from a monster invasion, but at the same time, you are competing with the other players who are other adventurers to basically be the better adventurer and like complete quests given to you by the king of Dokapon Kingdom before they can. And then return to the castle on the game board and turn in the quest. And then you get credit for it. You get a bunch of xp and rewards and things like that to help you level up and become a better character and so it's competitive while also you know trying to progress this like story of finishing these quests to to repel the evil that is trying to invade dokapon kingdom uh and so there's 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 a lot of that where there's a lot of frustration where if you take the thing of like oh, I was trying to get to this star on the board in Mario Party, but so-and-so got it to it before me, and ah, isn't that annoying? Take that, and then crank that up to 11, because you go through all this bullshit to finish these very specific quest steps that the king has given you of, like, go to this area and find this item or fight this thing, and you do that, And then you have to get back to the castle to turn it in, which you're kind of beholden to the RNG of, you know, rolling dice to move on a board. And and there are some items and things that can help you mitigate that somewhat. But having someone else get back to the kingdom and turn in a quest, which has taken you, and I'm not exaggerating on this, some of these take an hour or more of playtime to actually complete 
So you like do all this bullshit and then to have another player go and turn it in and everything you just did basically gets washed away and is negated and you did it essentially for nothing. And now you're weaker than that other player because they just got all the benefits for finishing the quest. Fucking sucks. It sucks so much. And then I will say that if you are last place, it feels real good when you get the random encounter thing of you hear the dark darkness whisper in your ear, because you then have the choice to become a darkling and all of your character job things and all that stuff change to having abilities that are geared towards specifically fucking with all the other players. And you have that for a limited amount of time, but it's enough time to cause some serious damage. And if you're good enough with it, you can set other players back immensely. And if you're the darkling, that feels real good. Uh, if you're not the darkling, that shit sucks real hard. And, uh, so yeah, dude, Dokapon kingdom is, it's like the dark souls of Mario party games. Like that thing does not fuck around. And they, they package it in this really cutesy aesthetic that totally throws you off. Cause you do not expect this game to be as absolutely cutthroat as it is, but it a hundred percent is. I, I want to play this and I'm looking up the value of the game and the PlayStation two has actually gone down in value quite a bit. It was a very expensive game. Mm-hmm for a minute um well they also actually yeah, just re-released a remaster on the switch so you can get it there too oh that is the actual game because i see it's called Dokapon kingdom connect yeah and it's the same game yeah it's the same game Ooh, i need this oh it just came out i need this <laughs> i mean it's it's fun like it, it it takes that mario party formula and adds like i said a lot of that like rpg elements and like job system type stuff to it so it's it's pretty cool like it's it's a decent game but just be prepared that you absolutely will be purposefully stabbing your friends in the back and they will probably hate you <laughs> I've been prepared for years, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is the time to close this one out, huh? I, I guess so. There you go. So you have, in total, 10 different ways if you just really want to qu quiet quit a relationship. <laughs> this is probably a good way to do it. So there you go. Don't don't say we never gave you nothing. We, we, we try to do our best unless we're doing our worst. <laughs> Why not both? Uh, but at any rate, uh, you know what? We, we hope you enjoyed this list. We, we had a good time putting them together and, and chatting about them for you. And if you would like to choose these topics that we talk about on these here flights, you can do that by becoming a patron of the show. And so if that is something that is interesting to you, you can head over to our link tree at L I N K T R dot E E slash retro hangover link tree slash retro hangover. And, uh, click that, that their Patreon button, uh, which will bring you right to where you need to be. And then you can select the donation tier of your choice. And for as little as $1 per month, you get access to a whole bunch of really great bonus content as well as uh, supporting the show and keeping us doing what we're doing. Um, but if you just want to jump into the discord, I mean, that's, that's open, that's public and anybody can do that. We, we welcome all. So 
Uh, you don't have to be a patron to get into the Discord. You can just join in today if you have not already and uh, get in on the many conversations that we have. Over the years, our uh, our Discord channels have grown quite a bit, and so there's a there's a whole swath of things to talk about, mostly gaming related. But you know, we've we've branched out. So if you want to talk about the 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 meat space sports, we've got that for you. You know, if we, you want to post pictures of your your cute pets, we got a channel for that too. So uh, yeah, jump in and and uh, and join the conversation. It's a good time. And uh, mm-hmm. while you're there over at the link tree, you can also check out our socials where we uh, post photos of uh, well Chris's collection mostly because I, I don't I don't really have anything cool. Um, well, I do occasionally, but you know he's he's got most of the neat stuff. Um, or, you know, our YouTube channel where we post the video versions of these episodes, as well as the VODs from Twitch, which we do on a certain night of the week. Chris, when, when, when can people find us at the Twitch television? So yeah, if you head over to twitch.tv slash retro hangover, you can find us playing video games as you would. And we are typically playing games like, I don't know, spooky games for Shane or infuriating games for me. Games that might cause me to break up with my significant other if they would play with me. But uh, <laughs> if you want to know when you would find that, it would be on Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And we're usually playing then unless it's like a major holiday or something. So if you're like, you know what? I'm not tired yet. I want to hang out with some cool people. You know, just head over to you know a lot of other twitch channels but also check us out at twitch.tv slash retro hangover and we will be there for you along with our amazing community and they are super cool with super awesome conversations that i know you will enjoy so see you there twitch.tv slash retro hangover there you go all right well i guess with all of that being said until next time Play with your fuck you darkling joysticks.